All right, we are honored here today on Wrestling With Reality. What a great guy we got, man. We've been having some fun chatting for the last half hour, even before we got going here. Wrestling With Reality, we cover all things retro, all the great retro renegades that come through Wrestling With Reality here and watch our WCW shows, our WWF, TNA. We got it all here. And we like to bring special interviews to you guys once every week or two. And we got a really special interview. This gentleman does not do a lot of interviews. So this is a fantastic one. He gets out on some, but I'm telling you, this is going to be a fun one today. We got with us the one and only Eric Watts today. Eric, welcome to the show, my friend. How you doing? Brother, it's so crazy. Uh, you know, how you brought me on. On You're like, hey, before we get on there, let's talk. And we talked about 15, 20 minutes. And I swear, it seems like I know you. You know, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. 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 What we had such an awesome conversation off air about a yeah. whole bunch of different things. And it was good man, stuff. it's just like it's I feel like I've known you for like 30 years already. We've only been talking for about 30 minutes. Yeah, and I and and some of the connections that we're gonna share with each yes, other will go yep. will go a lifetime. So man, thank you so much. And everything oh, man. It, it, everything is going fantastic. 2021 is gonna be a big year. It's already been a big year yes, for, for for me and my family. Um I thank goodness everyone has stayed um healthy. Um, I've had quite a few family members that have had COVID. My, my, my sister even has COVID right now. Um, however, they're healthy. Uh, you know, everyone's making it and I hope everything, I hope it's the same way with you and your family. Yes, sir. Yeah. My brother unfortunately got it, but thankfully he was able to kind of kick out of it there. And we've just been trying to play it as cool as possible. And, you know, thankfully I, I finally got my first round of vaccination. So we are going to do a little traveling. Hopefully this summer, we wanted to get all, you know, vaccinated first and right. get it done. And, you know, right. for my job, for my real job, I, you know, it's, it's a require, it's not a requirement yet, but it will be. And it's something that yeah. I try to do to safeguard people, but it's been, a, it, you know, 20. Who, what company did you get? Um, I got mine done for the, uh, I got the Pfizer done. Uh, you know what? Um, next week I go for my second on Pfizer. Okay. I got mine on the 18th. Yeah. Yeah, Did you have any side effects on the first one? Um, well, it's kind of funny, right? So I'm not one of those people that get too worried about anything. Yep. And, and, um, I don't know how you're, I don't know how they rolled it out where you're at, but in, in, when they rolled it out in Atlanta, I mean, excuse me, in Georgia, they hit like major places and I was, Mm -hmm. I wasn't. I didn't even think about it. So I'm driving down um, towards the airport and I, I, I pull off the highway and all of a sudden I thought I was on one of the, the, the um, movie scenes of walking dead, you know, yeah. they do walking dead. They do walking <laughs> yep. dead in Georgia, right? Yeah. yeah and they got the military out there, right? Military convoys yep. and signs. And, yep. and I'm like, what in the heck? And so I pull around and, and when I say there was like 36 lanes, when I say lanes, I'm, I'm talking about, I don't know how many cars, are in each lane 50 before you get outside the fence and and there they are qr code qr code you just scan it boom yep. go i come up to the lady she goes qr code qr code she goes here's your card i take my card she goes go up girl comes up and goes left arm right arm. i go left she goes jab go honestly i right back in yep. i said what just happened to, yep. to me um you know on the way driving, I think I was just so hungry. At first, I was like, "Man, you know what? I, f- I feel kind of weird." I'm like, "I think it's, I think I'm hyperglycemic. I haven't eaten." <laughs> um, and then I ate. And I'm like, "No, everything was fine." But let me tell you what. And maybe maybe I'm getting older, but um, it was like the old time, old time flu shots. I don't take many flu shots, yeah. but I remember I remember once, you know, way back, I took a flu shot, and it's like 
if your best friend was Tony Atlas and yeah. he noogied you, <laughs> you in the shoulder, and it yep. was like, but it was like five days. Yeah, it was like five days. I was like, that's intense. Um, I called a few people, man, and and um, it's it's mixed on the second. Uh, yeah. One of my buddies that's sixty two. He's like, mm-hmm. nope, it's the same thing. I had a real sore shoulder. He goes, I felt kind of symptomatic the first day, like uh, maybe maybe a little fever. He goes, mm-hmm. after that, I was good. I was like, okay. Then I heard someone else go, oh, no, I was laid up for three days. I, you know, so I don't know. It's, it's It's been interesting. I had the same thing. It felt like somebody was beating the shit out of my arm, excuse my language there, for yeah. a little bit, just punching yeah. me and, like you said, giving you the yeah. old noogie there. And it yeah. lasted about three days. I felt a little fatigued one day, but – you know, other than that, it's been a, it's been a little over a week now, I think, since I got it a week now, I think today, actually. Okay. So yeah. I'm feeling I'm feeling alive and well. So the second one I heard is a little rougher, but I mean, you will both see in a couple of weeks, right? <laughs> it's coming <laughs> yes, up. It yeah, it's coming, it's up. coming up. Yeah. Well, today we're going to this is going to be part one of a, of a two part interview because there's so much to cover here. And Eric okay. was gracious enough beforehand to say, let's do a part two in, in, a, in a short period of time. He's got a couple commitments going up in the, in the summertime and some family things. But we're going to knock some stuff out in the, in, in the early part of the summer here together and do this again yeah. because there's so much to talk about. I want to pick your brain about, but we'd like to keep interviews here about 45 minutes or so for everybody. And, you know, sure. we don't, and you're so gracious with your time here. So let's get right to the beginning here. Now, I like to ask people why they got in the business, but I think a lot of people, of course, if you're a wrestling fan, you'll know Cowboy Bill Watts is your father and That's is right. one of the most legendary promoters in the history of the wrestling business. I mean, the things that your dad did, not only in the ring, but as a promoter, it's just, it's out there. Did you want to, as a young man, you had, now you had, uh, you're one of five kids, right, Eric? Yes. Yes. Yeah. One of five. Did did you want to get in the wrestling business as a young kid or was it something that you were kind of expected to do maybe, or something (laughs) your dad pushed on you? This is what I'm going to do with you. I, 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 uh, people ask me a question and I got so, I I got so much to tell because the story could be so long. So I'll try to condense it or no, you go as long as you want, Eric. Well, no, I'm saying we'll get, we'll only get two questions in the 45. So, so let me, (laughs) let let me, let me bullet point it is I, I can't really tell you whether at, okay. So I don't know about you, but I hear kids. I, when I was five, when I was eight, when I was nine, I knew I was going to be a wrestler. I wanted to be a wrestler. I, you know, I loved wrestling. Okay, so so it was different, right? Uh, my father was legendary. He's a mm-hmm. very he's a very controversial person. It's his way or the highway. There is no in between. He takes no lip service. Um, he has he he doesn't say sorry about anything, um, and and therefore. He was the same person at home <laughs> that he was at TV. So a lot of times when he came home, it's just, hey, dad's home and, uh, you know, try not to wake him up or something like that. Because, you know, he was only he was on the road. He, mm-hmm. he wasn't he, he was an owner operator, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so so he put the time in. So if you ask most people that that is probably the single most brutal territory Mid-South Sports as far as the total mileage stuck every week when you ask people that, that, that traveled a lot of territories. So he was on the road. So to tell you, I was so, um, my mother was, uh, always home and probably one of the greatest mentors in the world. So a, there was nothing that you couldn't do. Um, 
in your life, the only thing that you can't do is what you couldn't dream about and then put a deadline to it. And her expectations weren't that it's good to make straight A's. It's that if I made less than straight A's, I would be letting myself down. Not in a mm-hmm. bad way. Like you, you have all the capabilities. So school was a priority. Um, uh, chores were a priority. Um, manners, spoons, forks, napkins, the right place, the cups, the teas, opening cars for 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 women. Mm-hmm. Uh, always telling someone something good about them. You know, you look fantastic. I, I go to Publix and I go check out and it's probably controversial. Now I'll go, and you got the greatest smile or wow. You I do the same. Right. right? You yep. know, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure we'll get in trouble one day because you, yep. you can't do it or you can't say it. So, so in that fact, I think I was so, I was so occupied by everything I had to do. I had my own life. Right. So, and I loved wrestling and then wrestling was a job though. Starting early, we learned to put up rings, take down rings, uh, security, uh, um, music on and off on TV shows, lights on and off crowd control, supervising the ticket maker, the ticket masters and the people taking the tickets to make sure they're not letting people in, uh, making sure the wrestlers got to and from the airport or to and from the show or doctors and chiropractors and physicians got to the show. If someone's injured, um, every part of it, see, seeing my brother and, and Jim Ross and my dad, you know, in a studio at the office, um, uh, uh, shooting an interview, uh, going over, uh, going over certain things. In my in my household, I did not know, know until I think I was around 15 years old, 16 years old, that it, uh, wrestling was a entertainment. Now, I, I was sometimes, huh? Because it, where I was raised, the good guys never they never would go to another dressing room. You, you didn't go mm-hmm. across a dressing room. You didn't go in a dressing room. You didn't come in the same car. You didn't do anything. You know, I, I remember one of the coolest things, Mr. Wrestling two had a mask. And then when I, one, one day I was like, sir, you know, you want me to get your car? Do you, can I help you with anything? He's no son. Give me a second. He goes into the bathroom, puts on another mask and the bottom was cut out. And I go, what's that for? He goes, I'm starving. I go, what do you mean? He goes, I never take my mask off. So, so wow. if he's going to go to Waffle House, if he's going to mm-hmm. go wherever in the, he still had his mask on. Wow! And I'm like, okay, so that's how kayfabe it was. Okay, and so, and so, um, <laughs> my mom told me she goes, "Listen, you you can't tell your father that I'm telling you. I just want to let you know because we also had some brutal rules. Like we we backed up that wrestling was real." My father said, hey, the easiest way to answer your friend, even if it's your best friend, if they ask you if wrestling's real, take out a few teeth or or bash their brains out <laughs> and, 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 and then they won't ask. Well, you wow. know, the, crazy, the craziest thing about it is I don't remember any time in my life, mm-hmm. any time in my life, I don't think I ever had a friend come and ask me if it was entertainment. Ever. I, I, they just didn't. And I don't think they were worried about getting their butt kicked. I just it just didn't come up. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, about then's when I'm like, huh, okay, got it. So they kept us in the business, but isolated from certain aspects of the business. Cause my mother, her deal was with my father is they came up with a rule that none of the kids could get into pro wrestling 
without a degree from college. Oh, beautiful rule. Right. So, so my dad, he's at university of Oklahoma mm-hmm. and, and he's like, okay, I'm here. And so I'm going to go play pro football. <laughs> so he goes to, to play pro football uh, in Texas, knocks out the coach there, the, the offense coordinator, because they called him fat. Because back then, all your linemen were like 220, 230. My dad was 290. So they, they just, they, it didn't matter your muscle tone and how much you could bench. If you're 290, you're, you're, you're just fat. You're, you know, so he, mm-hmm. he got knocked out. And so then my dad goes to Minnesota Vikings to play, which was awesome because guess who heard about Bill Watts' amateur wrestling background, his street fighting, because he was always known as a, as a street fighter, never beat, never this. And football was uh, a guy named, um, Vern Gagne. Yep. AWA. So, so Vern Gagne is pulling him saying, Hey son, what do you think? So, so my mom's like, so my dad, my dad never got his degree, even though he was at the university of Oklahoma on football scholarship, he mm-hmm. never finished his degree. My mom never went to college. My mother was from Estonia and a free country. And then the Russians came in one day and said, Hey, listen, you're a small little country. Let us throw some of our military might here so that no one ever, 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 ever would ever try to mess with you. And then Estonia goes, wow, thanks. They moved in all their stuff, turned them on and said, we're taking you over. And it was one of the most brutal takeovers ever. Um, if you ever look it up, most people won't. But in Estonia, they'll say they, they say the, the times of Estonians were, were one of the worst because they actually tried to breed true Estonians out of civilization. Wow. So her mom, a visionary said, we got to get out of here. I'm not mm-hmm. having my children raised in this situation. So they took a whole bunch of jewelry. They snuck out. The dad got caught in the, 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 the uh, escape. They pulled him back. They're so happy to get him because they were well to do there. They bartered a boat that had been hit in the war and had a hole in it. And the guy goes, it depends on how big the ocean gets. I, you know, the, the waves, I don't know how far we got. They got to Germany before the boat went under. And then wow. she was, pu- she was put in with her, with, with her family into concentration camps, which became deportation camps for people that were not Jewish. So wow. they're not Jewish. Right. So then, yeah. so then they make it over. So it, they were there seven years. They didn't have to stay there seven years, but they decided they wanted to come over as a nucleus, as a family. They didn't want it to find each other. So they mm-hmm. were in deportation camps for seven years before a church out of Oklahoma City sponsored them as a family. So that's how my mom got from Estonia to Oklahoma. My wow. mom and dad, my mom and dad dated in high school for a short period of time. Um, they actually went to a place called Putnam City, which was actually the nation's largest high school. Um, um, and so they met. So he goes off. She's doing some modeling. Miss, she was Miss America Bandstand and doing her thing. And so when they met up, my dad was wrestling for Vince McMahon Sr. Mm-hmm. at WWWF. Um, main eventing with uh, Bruno San Martino, and he was going down the road one day and saw a billboard because I used to date her. <laughs> wow! And he, yeah, and he, <laughs> he, he, he got the um, he, he got the uh, the marketing name of it called up, found found a modeling agency, got a hold of my mom. That's because she was living in New York at the time, and uh-huh. that's how they got back together. So 
she said, hey, look, you know, I never got my degree. You never got your degree. I, if, if, if my kids want to be whatever they want to be, I'm fine. I just want them to be able to fall back on something. So, so to me, it really was never an avenue. I didn't ask. I didn't say, hey, dad, this summer, can I ref? Hey, dad, because because that's the way a lot of your generations break people in. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll have a kid at 13, 14, 15 going and refing back in the day. You know, the Von Ericks, uh, Dusty Rhodes did it with Dustin um, and, and Blackjack Mulligan, uh, Barry Windham. I mean, all these Grams, Ganyas. I mean, I can go down the list. All these guys started out as refs and then did their thing. And my mom's like, no, no, because you know what? Do you see how some of them? end up and then they have nothing yep. to so i i did not i there was no choice so i always liked i mean i always loved wrestling i love the business of wrestling and i sure I, I i sure loved the psychology of wrestling and it just so happens that the person i was most enthralled with as far as storyline energy selling fire all that had was my father yep. and and um so I, I would I would sit there and look and go, man, I, I want to be able to do that someday, but I've got to first, <laughs> first graduate, right? And so I was always business uh motivated. I said, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna pay I'm I'm going to get a scholarship. So when I was you know, by the time I was senior, and back in the day, you could not sign someone to college prior yep. to their senior year, where where they were offering my daughter scholarships as a sophomore in basketball mm-hmm. it me senior but i i had um full rides in basketball amateur wrestling and football and so i was like well amateur wrestling that doesn't make sense because i don't need it to go to pro wrestling if if it doesn't work right a mm-hmm. basketball which <laughs> let me tell you what it's kind of weird basketball i loved I I just love basketball because my dad had the least to say about it. He had a lot to say about it. <laughs> he had a lot to say about it, but he didn't have near as much to say about it as amateur wrestling and football because he only played basketball one year when he broke his arm or something, right? But he did, yep. hey, don't get me wrong, brother coached on that too, and so um, so you know I did it. Now I did not have any major major division ones. I had mm-hmm. division ones, but major. I didn't have any. And I'm like, uh, what's the reality? I'm six, six. Uh, I've been playing most of the time as a center, which is not reality in sports. Mm-hmm. You don't have a six, six center unless you're yep. Charles fricking Barkley, <laughs> you know, and I might've been mound, but I was in the mound round of rebound. Right. Um, so, so, you know, so minus that, so I'm a, a football. And so I went and did football and, and, uh, without getting in length about that, it just towards the end where I'm there, I'm with my agents and they're looking at me and I'm like, I just, I am politically burnt out with football right now. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just burnt out. My head coach, I love to death. My dad, I love to death. They didn't love each other to death all the time. And mm-hmm. I don't care. You think two adults can take care of it and not, you know, have it, you know, kick back. But I, I was just so, I was like, man, I'm dead. I'm tired. And so um, I was supposed to go to Tampa Bay. Um, people know where they're going. Mm-hmm. Once in a blue moon in the first round, <laughs> once in a blue moon, first round, you don't. I wasn't going to be first round because of things that had happened in college, my dad and the coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I didn't get as much playing time as 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 I think that I, I should have. And and to go in the first two rounds, they don't take 
they don't take people with one year of starting. I mean, I think mm-hmm. this year, I think this year in the first round, they took the one kid, right? They Trey had, Lance. Right. He had one yeah. fucking year and they were talking about him. Yeah. And he's a number three pick. <laughs> he's a number three pick. A big so rare. San, San Francisco, right? Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. So whole, rare. Uh, right. So, you know, so rare. And, and, but they said, Hey, we've got a lot to teach him. So, you know, but it, that's not normal. You know, I, I was going to be just like any other person. I was going to be probably that fifth round. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. free agent type thing, but I already knew where I was going. Um, Jimmy Johnson called me. Uh, I was going to Tampa or I was going to Cincinnati and, and Jimmy Johnson called me from Dallas Cowboys and said, Eric, if you, if you'll not go in the draft and, and you'll go to the world uh, league and the, uh, if you go to Europe for me for a year, it'll allow me to make room for you. But I have got two Heisman. <laughs> it was, it was, it was crazy. We had, what do you have? Like Aikman Flutie, and the Heisman Trophy winner from Houston, uh, the quarterback from Houston. Um, oh my gosh, when they did the run and shoot, uh, Andre Ware. Andre yep. Ware, I think, is who they had. So he goes, I got a stable. He goes, but I want you in my stable. He goes, I have never seen a quarterback get hit so many times in my life and not and, and not not get hurt. He goes, I hear reports of people being hurt hitting you because so mm-hmm. I can't, he goes, I can't lose. He goes, you, you've got a good arm. He goes, but I need, he goes, if you just sit as a backup, he goes, and this was, think about this. This was 91. He said, yeah. he goes, no one on my squad, none of my three quarterbacks make less than that. at that time. I think 2 million a year. And wow. like, like, like the, the main guy was is, is 7 million. Right. Because it mm-hmm. was, it was way back then. Right. Yep. And he goes, I, he goes, I want you. I go, I'm not going to sit out of here. Thank you. It was one of the coolest conversations I ever had. And um, so I, I was like, no, nah, I think uh, I think I'm going to go. So I, I went to go train. Um, I asked, I said, hey, you know, I got my degree. I got my, my I got my degree, my first degree in three years. Mm-hmm. So but but I'm there. I'm like, you know, so I called. I said, hey, dad, you know, anyone in Atlanta that I can go roll around in a ring for, you know, um, you know, a few weeks I'm in between, I, I had, I had two classes left to finish my master's mm-hmm. and he goes, yeah, yeah. You know what? One of my good friends, uh, Jody Hamilton, this ass mask assassin, he's yep. got a school on the South side of town. He said, I, I, I could call him because, but I'm gonna explain something to you. Um, they take it very seriously and they're not going to treat you any different. I said, dad, I, I, I'm not worried. And, uh, and he goes, no, I just want, I want to let you know, he goes, they're going to, there's certain people that are going to push you even harder because of who you are. I said, I don't care. I'm a, mm-hmm. co- I'm a college athlete, bro. You're not going to put me through more than Howard Schnellenberger at the university of Louisville. I promise you, we, we, we actually had, we actually had one guy die into it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Die. Wow. Oh yeah. 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 And yeah. And they're like, now, you know, so my, what I'm getting at is I didn't look at it until then. And mm-hmm. then I took a trip down and this is not, this is not WZ power plant. That's not, that's not that day. Power, power plant was a lot nicer. I went down South Jonesboro road to a warehouse that I don't think had any air conditioning. I believe there was three rings in it. Was there it deep was, South wrestling? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It, it wasn't deep South wrestling. It, it was just Jody Hamilton's gotcha. own, own school. Gotcha. They would, they would send guys down there to learn a little bit but it wasn't like when they moved his school 
into yep. their new facility and it actually became the power plant. Yep. They might have been calling it the power plant before they moved it in, but mm-hmm. I, there was only I think when um I think when I was there, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. They had a big dude there, like you know. I was coming in and they were trying to show this guy just how to do a suplex or something. He's a seven, two guy. Uh, other than that, the, um, 21 days I was there, roughly 21 days I was there. I don't remember seeing any of the actual wrestlers, wrestlers on the WCW, uh, roster. I never saw them there. I was with, uh, the Cole twins that became uh, a tag team for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, and Sarge, um, I don't remember, uh, you know what? I don't remember. They probably had six guys, eight guys at the facility. It was hot as you know what. Yep. Sarge told me to show up at eight. We'd stay there till probably five. And it was non-stop craziness. The difference is, the difference is I kind of I, I kind of heard about this Sarge a little bit. And I heard that he would he would he, what he do is you you do so many squats. And you do so many push-ups and he'd run yep. you so hard that you almost died. And he had some amateur wrestling background and he would then take you in the ring and beat the living crap out of you. And, and he was, he was uh, tough. He was a hammer. He was strong. He was a whole thing. And, um, but, but that's an issue because yep. a I'm coming in <laughs> out of, not a normal football program. I'm coming out of what they call a hell program. I mean, mm-hmm. people had to watch Louisville because they were so difficult with their athlete, uh, their football athletes. So I'm coming in. And then my amateur wrestling um, record is pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm coming in there, but you know, everyone's hearing that there's a, there's a 258 pound quarterback coming, right? Yep. Yeah. And so I, I, all the, all the Hindu squats, the pushups and the run and the sprint. And so I was like, Oh God, Oh God. And, and just, I, so I started working at some and I, I remember, so he was going to tee off on me, which everyone wanted to see. And um, he ate his, he, he, he ate so much of the mat. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't even explain it to you. I felt bad for the burns and the, and the blood that he had. So that was the only, that, yes. that, was, the only, that was the only amateur wrestling experience. But now listen to me, I watched him make people cry, throw up, damn near pass out, tap out, choke them out. He, I, I, I used to, I, I used to call him uh, the Chuckinator. Cause he's like, he's like short, like Chucky. Oh, yeah. And he was like, he's like the Terminator. He's like the Chuckinator. He's like, he's like the man. Uh. Chucky. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, and, and, and the thing about it, within two seconds, he's got purple marks on him. He's so jacked up, and that. Oh. And so yeah, so a lot of people don't know this. I only have, um, I went every day, and then yeah. and then and then I would go to my place, uh, not my place, Ramada Inn, and I would shower, and then he would meet me to go to the gym. Yep. And a little bit after that, I actually met a guy that was one of the world's strongest men at the time at the gym. And he's, and, uh, I said, Hey bro, I said, um, I'm only down here for a short period of time. I said, would you, would you train me? He goes, are you here about the same time? I go, I just came to town. I've been there maybe seven days. Mm-hmm. And he goes, yeah, I started training with him. And, uh, I remember the first time he's like, Hey, I want you to spot me on this bench. And I'm going to tell you it's all, whether I get three or five of these, it's all how you pull off the bar weights. I go, it's uh, it's 550 pounds. If you don't get this, 
I can't even pull it back off of you. He goes, so I pull it off for him. He goes, that was perfect. Let me get five. And he just bounces five out and puts his on. I'm like, this, the guy, his name is Harold Hogue. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so through it. So, wow. so, so I started, I started working out with him and then I, 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 I told a few people, I said, you guys need to look at this kid. He is a beast. He's a man, man, like he, he's a man's man. And so then, so then he got his little start later on, you know, being down there. But other than that, that's all I ever saw. And, um, and so I was actually going back to school when uh, Dusty Rhodes called me and said, Hey, on, on the way, I know you're going to Louisville, but you're in pass through these town. And then he goes, would you like to do a, a match? I go, what, what in front of people? And he's like, yeah, I go, I don't have anything. He goes, well, do you, don't you have some of your football shorts that you cut off? I go, yeah. He goes, you got your jersey? I go, yeah, I got my jersey. He goes, bring your football shorts in your jersey. <laughs> I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And he, and he said, he goes, and and it was, I believe it was Franklin, Tennessee. And uh, he said, um, he said, uh, it's on your way. And I said, okay. He goes, and, and we'll put you a match with Sarge. And, yep. but, but I was leaving. I said, well, I don't even have time to like, and he goes, you've wrestled with him. I go, yeah, but I, dude, we do headlocks and hammerlocks and da, 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 you know, nothing crazy. I said, I don't even know how these guys do their thing. Like, do they talk all the time before the match or not? Mm-hmm. Because at, at, at the power plant, guys didn't sit around and set up matches. They, they had to wrestle matches every day, but they didn't, they, yep. they, 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 they called it all in the ring. Yep. And, um, you know, old school, right. Yep. And so, um, I'm like, all right, let's go. And, um, I went and it was, it was most incredible. It, it, it was the most incredible high, most incredible everything um uh i got hazed as soon as i got there i got my stuff i said my good guy bad guys are good i said where's the good guys get dressed and they go there and i remember i have my bag i know i know i know i don't know what i'm doing yep <laughs> i got and i walk in and the first person i see that i haven't you know seen in a while rick steiner wow. <laughs> the oh, ultimate wow. hazer right <laughs> right and and you know again he it his career basically started in my father's federation. So I knew him as a young kid. Right. And I'm like, Oh, and he goes, Oh no, 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 you, you're not worthy. You're not worthy to, to, to get dressed in our dressing room. I said, no problem. You know, cause I'm ready. No problem. Mm-hmm. Where do you want? He goes concession stand. Literally. Excuse me, ladies. <laughs> hey, listen to me. Popcorn smell great. Everyone. I am with a towel. Pulling my shorts on, pull my shirt on, stretching, warming up in the concession stand. Wow. In the concession stand. <laughs> I made my so my music plays, I come out, I get up. I was, I was so I, I had gained like 15 or 20 pounds mm-hmm. in that 20 days. I mean, like because I was eating and working out, and I'm Harold Hogan and, uh, and Sarge are training me. At, and so I didn't even think about it till that night. I put on my Fiesta Bowl jersey, you know, where wow. we beat Alabama, <laughs> and I put it on. I go, that's tight. This, God is my witness, dude. That is so in, tremendous. I get, I get in the ring. I'm stretching out. I'm like, I am, <laughs> I'm freaking out. Everything's going through my mind. And and then and then uh, Nick Patrick. Nick Patrick's in there. And he goes, hey, Eric, really quick, I got to tell yeah. a Nick Patrick story. I'm sorry. Okay, go. Good. We have a fun gimmick on the show with Nick Patrick. So we we play off some characters and stuff through the Nitro series. So we're at the point of Nitro where Nick's going to the NWO. So okay. we have so much fun with it, like with Nick Patrick. I'm the Nick Patrick guy. I believe Nick Patrick's <laughs> no way he could be a bad guy. 
And right. then uh, Chris, my partner there, is he's all against the Nick Patrick there. I love Nick Patrick. He is one of the, in my opinion, probably, this is just a shoot for me, in my opinion. He's probably right. my favorite referee in the history of wrestling. I just had to say that right there when you're talking about Nick Patrick. He's so tremendous. Uh, um, un- unbelievable out of the ring. Unbelievable yep. in the ring. Yep. He chose He chose to make a decision in his life. I didn't know this. He wrestled in my dad's territory. Yep. And he said, I remember when I blew my knee out. Yep. My knee was blown out. I was in the most pain ever. I had to drive from Oklahoma or wherever yep. back home to have reconstructive surgery on my knee. Yep. And he goes, it was kind of at that time that I said, I, you know, I, I got a choice. I'm going to be, I'm going to be assassin's son or mm-hmm. I'm going to be, I'm going to be Nick. And, yep. and so I, I, I'm going to choose to ref and be Nick. And so he never had a chip on his shoulder. He could probably, when I was breaking in, he could probably outwork half the guys. I bet. You know, the young, the young guys, he never said anything mean. He just said, hey, what about this? What about that? He didn't come and say, hey, do you want any of my information? But yep. because I knew who, who he was, I came up to him all the time. He treated me like a, like he was my older brother, mm-hmm. kind, and and he also knew when I had the heat and all this other stuff. Like I didn't I didn't try to bring my heat with me, and yep. I think he appreciated that too. But he also knew when I come to him, I said, "Dude, give me give me some words of inspiration." And he was that guy. But so he's in the ring. He's like, "Hey, are you ready?" I'm like, "I'm ready." He goes, "Okay, well, this is when you probably should take the jersey off." <laughs> <laughs> and so Sarge is in there. You know, he's all jacked up, turning purple, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, no shit." I go, listen to me. I go to pull my jersey off and it gets stuck over my head. <laughs> like, like a, hockey, uh, like a hockey player's dream. You get the hockey fight going on. I'm, listen to me. I should have lost my first match by submission to my jersey. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. I never did that hot stuff stuff, you know, that they do. So my, 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 my skin's burning. I've yes. warmed up. It is laminated to me. And Nick comes over. Goes, oh, my God. He starts to pull it. No, he's, he's in a fight with me to get my jersey off. Get my oh, love jersey it. off. He's, like, got his hand over his like, like Sorge is, he's trying to stay in character, which is his real life. He's, he's, just, he's just a mad guy, right? And if I yeah. was that tall, if I was that tall or short, I'd be mad, too. And so he's like, eh, and he turned and he's like, looking like, so he walks up to me and he goes, maybe we should go home. <laughs> he goes, that's, a, that's enough heat for me. And, and so that helped me for a second. Right. And so it was probably a seven, eight, nine minute match. I promise you, I don't remember anything. My adrenaline was so out of the world. I was so worried about, did I, was going to hear something? Was going to mess something up? Was he going to, you know, cause he could call long spots and all this other stuff. Boom. They you're going over. I go, what? I went over, not knowing I was going over. Boom. Roll out of the ring instead of staying in the ring. Cause I was so excited. Yep. You got <laughs> the so win. It's your first match. <laughs> Nick Paul's out. He goes, you look good, kid. I go, really? He goes, no, I, I wouldn't lie to you. You look good like that. I said, thank you. Put my arm down. Start marching down the aisle. They're like, you're people are like, oh, you're going to be great. You're awesome. You're going to be great. One guy goes, you did great, but you're going to the wrong uh, locker room. <laughs> so I, I stopped. I go, shit. I had to walk back. So then I walk 
back to the good guy's room. <laughs> I go to open the door, Stein <laughs> shuts the door. So I go, I go straight back to the concession stand. Go right back to the concession to change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So basically, basically that happened twice. So so I think it was Franklin, and then I think so. So uh, um, Grizzly Smith, hey son, I need to talk to you. Hey, call call Dusty. And, you know, back then, you know, realistically, you know, you're going to a payphone. You're calling Dusty, so I called Dusty. Dusty said, "I heard you had a good time." Goes, How's it feel? I go, sir. I haven't done any like drugs in my life. I'm drinking Curse Light. I said, but let me tell you what. You know, the Alabama game, Tempe Fiesta Bowl, unbelievable. Ohio, my first my first college start was Ohio State on ESPN in the horseshoe. I said, unbelievable. I said, playing Syracuse in Tokyo, Japan, in the Coca-Cola Classic, unbelievable. I said, and I, I, I said, and I'm going to save probably the highlight of my life is when I have kids, but yep. nothing compares. And he goes, I'm going to tell you right now, you're blessed and you're effed. Yep, I go, you're hooked right now. He goes, excuse, I say, excuse me. He goes, you're blessed because you're one of the few that'll ever truly feel that high. Mm-hmm. He goes, but you're effed because the way you answered that, there is no other business for you, son. Don't even think about going to that master's school. And and so so I'm like, okay, well, I appreciate it. He goes, hey, you want to run that match back in Chattanooga? It's tomorrow night. And um, because I think that was a, I, I think that was the first one was a Friday. And yep. I said, yes, sir. He goes, yeah, I know you got school on Monday or whatever. And uh, so, okay. So, so kind of the same thing, but now I kind of, I kind of, I kind of remember the audience a little bit, all this other stuff. It was a nicer concession stand at Chattanooga. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get extra butter on your popcorn on this yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, uh, or maybe it was, or maybe it was, maybe it was Knoxville. It might've been Franklin, Knoxville. And then the next one was Chattanooga or Nashville. I can't remember. So, so I end up, I end up, end up. And then, you know, here, here comes Grizzly and Grizzly's like, Hey, I, you know, dream wants to talk to you. And I'm like, all right. So I call him and I said, yes, sir. And he goes, well, and he goes, um, cause I just want to take a look at you, man. And I said, yes, sir. And he goes, uh, uh, we want to offer you, um, a contract. I go, what? I go, I, I, all I've got, sir, only have two and a half months. These are the only uh, three classes I have left to take. And I got my master's and, you know, in business administration, I'll just come back in three months. And he goes, but I already told you, you made your decision, Mm -hmm. your mind and your body made your decision. So if you want to go get that master's for three months, God bless you, go, Mm -hmm. go do it, but you'll never need it. And I'm like, what? And he goes, so if you don't mind, I need you because you're going to have your first match on TV tomorrow on WCW Saturday night. I go, wow. Yeah. 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 So I, I was like, well, I call my fiance. I go, Hey, we're moving to Atlanta. She goes, when I go, I'm, I'm going now. <laughs> yeah. How did she yeah. handle that one? She goes, what, what's going to go on? And I go, I, I got a match or, or maybe that was a Saturday. And then, I, cause I think, I think we were doing, I think we did Monday night on Monday. I, I think we, I think we filmed Saturday night on Mondays, I think. Um, and um, there, there's something happened to where 
All, all I remember is I called her and she said, so what's up? I said, my next match is tomorrow or my next match is the next day in, in on, on Saturday night live, um, uh, WCW. And, and, and it's a place called the center stage. And she's like, Oh my God, I'm going to get in the car. I'm coming down right now. I said, where are you going to go? She goes, I, I gotta, I gotta be there. I want to watch it. And I said, okay. She goes, I'm good. I'm good with school. Cause she was, she was taking some, um, summer stuff at the time. Yep. And um, I'm like, okay. So she drives down and Ramada. Now this Ramada is the famous, famous Ramada. So, so at the airport, there's two Ramadas. There's a Ramada in airport, which is nice. <laughs> there's the other one. That's not nice, but it was known like that's where, so, so flares and those guys, if they wanted to have a drink, not around a whole bunch of people, mm-hmm. they went to Delane was the GM Everyone loved Delane. That she always had a room or two on the side, even if they were sold out. And you went to you went to that you went to that Ramada bar, right? And yep. you had drinks, and your money wasn't any good there. And they just took good care of it. So, but I'm at that one, and um, and uh, so she drives down. She's like, "So this is where you're staying?" I go, "Yeah." She goes, "Okay." And um, so we're staying. And I remember she goes, "So what are you gonna do?" I go, what do you mean? What am I going to do? She goes, well, what are you going to wear? And I go, well, I got these red boots from, you know, to, to, to train with. Mm-hmm. And I go, and I, and I wore these football pants and, and, a, and a jersey. I said, but the jersey's not fitting real well. She's like laughing. She goes, yeah, but I've been watching some of this wrestling. Eric. She goes, so what are you going to do with your hair? We, I'm, I'm going to keep it the way it is. And she goes, okay, no, but so what about your chest and your arms and your armpits? I go, what are you talking about? She goes, all the wrestlers shave their arms. And I said, what? She goes, I, I said, I know like Terry Taylor and a few of those guys. She goes, no, she goes, no, no, all of them do. Uh, unless uh-huh. you're a bad, unless you're a bad guy that's heavy or whatever. I'm like, so what are you expecting? And she goes, you need to shave. I go, I'm not, listen to me. I'm, listen, think, <laughs> think about this. This is the night before I'm supposed to go up to center stage. Don't even uh-huh. go to center stage. Yet. And I said, okay, let, let me just, let me, let me do this. I, I remember this. this is the funniest thing. When you have a lot of pressure on you, you'll do some stupid shit. So yeah. I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll just do the old love trail around my belly button. And so I get there. <laughs> I get I get there. And I go, well, that doesn't. And I look up and I got, and now I'll, I'm not like an all hairy guy anyway, but I got yeah. some hair on my chest. I'm like, that looks stupid. She's, she's laughing so hard. She's like, that is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, okay, I got to do my chest. So I did my chest. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. You know, I, I guess I can deal with this, man. This is just weird, but I'll deal with it. And she goes, look at your arms. She's like, you don't have much hair on your chest, but you you, you could do like a, a, a Persian rug with your arms. I'm like, I ain't. I, she goes, come on. And so she starts, and, oh, we do it. and then she goes, okay, like, oh, heck no. Now listen to me. I don't dig chicks with hair under their armpit, and I ain't going to be a guy that <laughs> So I'm going out there. I'm looking at myself I'm like, that's what. This is what we're doing. And, and she's like laughing. I'm laughing, wanting to cry. I'm like, what? And then I'm like, how did I even accept this deal? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I went into that debut, brother. And, um, you know, center stage is a dungeon. I, I didn't know I didn't know what to expect, but I, I, I've been watching Saturday Night uh, WCW for quite some time. Because before my father even came to WCW, um part of when my dad sold the Crockett and all that other stuff, part of the deal was my brother, my Joel, uh, which was a referee, but he was the head producer for my dad's show. 
um, and, and started winning awards for the music videos with wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had a huge name in the business. He was part of the deal. So he, he, he had, he had been a producer at WCW and then got tipped off. Um, I heard his feelings were hurt that, you know, it's like he got pawned off or I don't know exactly what happened. And, and so he jumped ship after a year or two and went to WWE or WWF and then, and was a producer there, had produced there for a while. And um, so I'd been watching WCW because when, when WCW, the few times they'd come into Louisville, I would go down and sit in the production trucks while my brother's saying this camera, that camera, this camera, mm-hmm. that camera. And he'd be talking to me. Same because it reminded me back when, when I was in high school and junior high as my brother doing the production. Now, he was doing the production a lot of times, whether it's live or not, but he, he could walk in his sleep. I'd, I'd go all the time and he'd be laughing or, oh, that looks like shit, you know, doing all the all the stuff. Because when my dad asked him when he when he came out of Oklahoma, he goes, what do you want to do? And he goes, dad, he goes, I was going to do, you know, engineering and all stuff. He goes, I love cameras. Uh, I, you know, what, what do you think about me doing some like music videos or something with the wrestlers? My dad goes, what? He goes, yeah. He goes, uh, MTV's hot and all that. My dad's like, that sounds pretty cool. He goes, so you could do the production. He goes, dad, I, I think I could film the whole shows and everything. My dad's like, so what do you think you, you need? He goes, I probably need like $200,000. I'll have to go to the Simon show and see what mm-hmm. the, and so I remember this, we had this like hundred or 150 year old house that we redid. And it wasn't a huge house that came into the, the became the office. Mm-hmm. And I remember my brother, we, we were up there gluing sound tiles into a very small, the, the room was probably six, seven feet wide, maybe four feet deep and it had a ceiling kind of like the, the little bonus study room in my daughter's room here you know, that goes up and over and we're doing the tiles. He had a table built. He starts, he ordered the production equipment. That's where he was producing the mid South out of a closet in there. Wow. Jim, Ross would, Jim Ross would come in there and do voiceovers. Do the voiceovers. Yeah. yeah and, then, wow. and then later on, later on when my dad started doing the, um, Oh my gosh, what was it? Power pro wrestling, the, yep. the Saturday show. Yep. They, uh, they made, they, they, they ended up doing a green screen and taking what they call their garage, put a door on it put a green screen in. They, they started doing a lot of interviews and stuff there. That's how that developed. So I was like checking out WCW a lot of times because my brother was the producer. Still not thinking that I'm going to go to WCW. Still not thinking that I'm going to go pro wrestling. I'm in college playing football. Matter of yep. fact, it would be awesome because Stings uh, that I've known since 12, 13 years old, he'd always be talking to me about football. Hey, bring your football. Let's throw your football. Ricky Robert Morton, all these guys. So I was going down kind of like the same kid they knew in, in junior high. So it was, it was something that I always wanted to experience. It's something that I always wanted to do, but my mind was that I was going to go play pro football. I was going to win the Heisman trophy. I was going to go pro. I was going to be one of the best pro quarterbacks ever. And then I was going to look at what my options were. Didn't get the Heisman trophy, <laughs> pulled myself out of the draft. And, and when I say draft, Never said I'd be in the first three rounds, four or five. And I, and that just that experience of me wanting to get in that ring for 21 days, 23 days, just to experience the ring and go back and finish my master's. Because I had also interviewed with Georgia Pacific mm-hmm. in Atlanta as well by one of their vice presidents. And, and he'd already set up, hey, if, if football doesn't work out for you, we're, we're, we're willing to, to offer you a job, you know, uh, here at Georgia Pacific. Which, just so you know, um, 
uh, straight out of college, the job at Georgia Pacific, which was a very good job, was going to pay me $27,000 a year. And it was a great start out of college, especially at that time too, right? Fortune 500 company. And they said, hey, with your master's, it's 35,000. I said, well, I'm going to finish my master's. So that, so I, like I've always told you, I always had that game plan. So my game plan was football doesn't work out. And if I don't get to wrestle, here's Georgia Pacific. If football doesn't work out, Georgia Pacific, you know, so that was kind of my angle. It was just me calling up my dad one day and saying, Hey, could I, do you know someone I can go roll around a ring in? And he goes, there's someone in Atlanta I know. And then, and, 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 and Jody Hamilton, my dad have known each other forever. And then uh, Sarge and, so um, it was the perfect, a, it was the perfect storm. Such a fascinating story. I mean, so much to it. And that's the fun of doing this, Eric, because I know you have a commitment coming up in, a, in about 10 minutes and yeah. I got so much I want to talk to you about. I know you're gracious yeah. enough that you said you would definitely do it in a few Dude, weeks. This was such a pleasure, brother. Hey, like, it really me, was. Hit me, hit me with another small quest or whatever. I'll, I'll cut it short and maybe it'll be. A you don't have to cut next. anything short. We can do as many parts as you, as you would, no, as no. You would like to give me your time with. This is such an honor just to talk to you, man. Like you're just such a classy guy and I'm just Thank fascinated you. by your story and just, just to get a chance to, uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've shot the, I've shot the shit with so many great people on the show through the years. And I, I gotta say this, this is my favorite one I've ever done so far, man. You, you just, oh, dang, man. no, and I, and I don't say that lightly. I've had some great interviews, just some fantastic well, ones. Mark you, Merrill well, recently. Great. I get you, this is I one of my favorites. Some, <laughs> I gotta get you some bigger talent. Then. <laughs> I'm gonna have to, no, it's, oh. I can't be, I can't be, but no, I'm, I'm teasing you, man. And, and come to think of that. Um, uh, cause you, you do a lot of the WCW. Uh, one thing, one thing I do want to do. I want to give a shout out to my favorite wrestler and promoter. Um, this is May fifth, even though yes, May close shows. this out the right way. It's Cinco de Mayo. It it's is Cinco a great de Mayo, day today. which I close love. this out right, Mister Watts, till it's we go to Cowboy part two. Cowboy Bill Watts's birthday, eighty two. He's full of uh, just piss and vinegar. Still, I he, he's still a guy that I would be a little worried to be in a dark alley with and him <laughs> Right? You know, he told me this. He's like, son. He goes. um, I see you sometimes. I see I see your eyes sometimes when, when I got to discipline you, when I got to jerk a chain in you. He said, but I'm going to explain something to you. You ever pull your fist up against me, I will treat you just like everyone else. And I'll lay you, in, he goes, I'll lay you uh, uh, sleeping in your pool of blood. And I'm like, he goes, he goes, eyes, ears, it don't make a shit. Don't you ever raise a hand to me. And I'm like looking at him. I'm like thinking, why would he say that? I mean, I'm so scared of this guy. And, and he goes, and he, uh, remember this. Cause he was, he was, he was, he was pissed, you know? And he turned around and he goes, Oh, let me tell you something else. There will be a day when I'm old and there will be a day I may be in a wheelchair. And if you think about taking me out for a beautiful walk on a hill and just letting me go, let me explain something to you. I've made so much money in my life and I've thought about it. I've already paid someone so that if you ever roll me down, they'll, they'll kill you. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, well, so dad, I know dad, I love, you know, so, but this guy, I'm telling you right now, uh, he's not in a wheelchair. He's working hard. You know, he's, yep. he's got the, he's, he, you know, he had his back fused. Um, I was just down to see him, uh, last year. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him this year. He's still in incredible shape. Um, but, um, 82 years old and, and so I want to wish him a happy birthday on your show and happy to go to Mayo. And I I look forward to our part two for sure. Yes, sir. 
Yep, few and weeks, folks. We'll get that out. Uh, we'll get it out over the next few weeks or so. We'll, we'll, we, we guaranteed we will be doing a part two, hundred percent, right, Mister Watts? Hey, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and and also I don't know how much people know or not know on your show about, about how you deal with working with uh, vets and people that served our country and the people that gave us our freedom and the people that we need to you know to always keep in our our prayers. Um, um, you know, I told you I've got a very near and dear friend of mine, yes, sir. Uh, which which is actually a near and dear friend that I met through my father and his connection. His mm-hmm. his dad used to be Speaker House of Louisiana when my dad was running his territory, and he does a great job with vets. So also let let's get that together because you two you two with the same missions and goals in, in this world have to have to connect um in order to help as many people as possible uh, it would be an honor sir i would i would love to it's uh it, yeah. it's, it's it's a great thing to be able to give back and uh help people out we're, we're none of us are perfect we you know we go through life and it, it's tough enough as it is out there so i would love that it, which was such a pleasure to talk to you eric i know you got awesome. so, so much to do man happy cinco de mayo happy Me birthday too. to the cowboy to one of the all-time greats mr bill watts yes. himself and yes. you know next time you talk to your dad please extend uh our happy birthday and Best wishes to the Cowboy, Mr. Bill Watts, from the I Wrestling will, with Reality team, sir. I will. And Wrestling Reality, can you ever do a three-screen shot? I or? would love to, yes. Okay. I can. Well, well, maybe, just maybe. Um, the last autograph session my father ever did was a favor to me. I, okay. I, I, had, been, I had been offered to go sign at the WrestleMania and, and in, in uh, New Orleans. Um, and I had on my personal bucket list, my father and I ended up at a lot, not a lot, several other conventions, but not ever build together. He did mm-hmm. his thing, I did mine, right? And, um, and so I said that sometime I, I hoped and prayed that I would be able to sit side by side with my father. Not not saying that I could even step in the same or breathe the same air that he did through all of what he did and created for for all of us, all of us fans, because um, because he did he broke a lot of ground and a lot yep. of stuff. Um, but I would love to just sit there one day and and sign autographs next to him. So my dad had been turning down down everything, and people even try to contact me today, and I go, guys, it's not that he he loves the fans, he mm-hmm. he loves the industry, he does not fly anymore he cannot he doesn't travel anymore he just yep. doesn't he does he may go out to eat once a week with his wife you know but the other than that he's at his house and so so i called him i said dad would you he goes what i what and this is when he was in destin though i yep. said would you do autograph session with me in new orleans and he goes son he goes i promised myself i wouldn't ever do another autograph session he goes but if that's what you want I, I, I'll, I'll make it happen. So I put the people that together that were bringing me and they, mm-hmm. they contacted him and took care of him and his wife and the da, da, da. And, and so we went down there and um, I, I got to fulfill a dream of mine. And that was sitting right next to him signing autographs. And the coolest thing is, and I've got a whole bunch of pictures, man. I wish I could share them with you. It was so crazy because the fans were very important. They're so very important. And, and we're signing and signing. There's lines everywhere. When I say 50, 60, 70 guys, I mean, it was somewhere between 50 and 70 guys. And when I say 57, I mean, just everything, everybody, they would have, they, they would take a break from their autograph session 
in this huge conference area and they would walk by to hug my father and tell him how much he meant. And I got to sit there, sign autographs, doing whatever, and just marvel in the most incredible experience that any wrestling fan on earth would want. It's, it's like people talk about SpaceX, you know, how much yep. would you pay if you had money to go to outer space? I heard it on, I heard on uh, business news, someone's like, yeah, it's going to be $7 million for seven minutes or whatever. And someone goes, yeah, but that seven minutes you'll never forget. I, I will never forget the stories and everything. I'm talking, I'm talking everything. Larry the King Lawler, Sting, uh, Steiner, everyone that was everyone. And I was just taking pictures with my dad and them, and they pulled me into a few of them and stuff like that. So um, incredible man, incredible person, and an incredible time. Last uh, autograph session he's done. It's actually the last I've done, but I'll probably do more in my life. But uh, that that man is incredible. And 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 not I never had to ever try to remember a story he told me because mm-hmm. since I've been in the business, every story that I've heard about what my dad has done has either been confirmed or brand new stories that just show how incredible <laughs> he was are told. Period. I, and later on, I can tell you about him from Macho Man to I can't to, wait to to these guys telling me about how and what he did in order to give them a shot in the business. And uh, I could be more happier. So I just I, I want to do that shout out, and I appreciate you. Let me take the time. Anytime, man. Anytime, and please extend our warmest to your dad. It's such a legend of the business, and sir, great pleasure. Just like I said, I've done so many interviews. Such an honor. Yep. One of my favorites of all time here so far, and I can't wait for part two because there's so much more we got. My other co-host, Chris, he'll pop on with us hopefully for part two. He had yep. to work today, had to be grinding. And uh, Eric, thanks again for your time, everybody. Mr. Watts, thank you so much. Cowboy, happy birthday. We'll check you out on the next episode right here on Wrestling with Reality, guys. Awesome.